Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. G'day and welcome to episode 45 of the Thrive Deeper podcast. It's DJ Payne here, your humble host, and I'm so excited that you are joining me on this conversation that I had with Matt around the issue of conflict. We are nearly through the book of Proverbs and so many times in the book of Proverbs it talks about good communication. It talks about dealing with conflict. It talks about how to deal with it. Well, we're going to go deep on that personal conflict level. But first, Matt and I get into a conversation about the calendar that is happening right now and and, and what is going on in the Christian calendar. So join us after the break as Matt and I sit down behind the microphones and Thrive Deeper. Right, Matt, it's that time of year again where we're on the road to... Which time of year is it? Coming up to Easter. Oh, well, yes, we are. We, yeah. are, we are coming up to Easter now. Oh, it's amazing. The year's just scooting <laughs> by so quickly. It can't be true. We are only... I'm not going to accept that it's true. <laughs> well, you can fight against it, but uh, I, I'm excited because... Uh, you know, this is my favourite time of year. You know, the and, and we, we're both part of a tradition that doesn't really celebrate the religious calendar. Uh, no, that's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. And 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 God bless those uh, people, whatever background you come from. And, and there's been a big swing amongst the evangelical reformed to go back towards the church calendar. Mm. You know, the the, mm. the, the religious holidays mm. and stuff like that. And uh, we both have dear friends who celebrate that almost every day on Facebook or on yeah, social media. Yeah. This is coming up to Palm Sunday. This is that. Remember this, yeah. you know. But we're, how come we're not part of that tradition? Well, uh, the liturgical calendar or the, the Christian year, uh, however you want to refer to it, um, is, uh, you know, was part of the rhythm of, of, I mean, it was part of the Catholic tradition, part of the Eastern Orthodox tradition, they have slightly different calendars, of course. The, yes. um, so uh, the Eastern Orthodox churches actually have a different date for Easter. Um, so, um, you know, it, it, it's a way of um, it's a way of dividing the year up. Very similar, actually, to, in the, to the way that Old Testament Israel did it to commemorate different events mm. uh, in the past. And um, uh, and, and of course, a lot of those churches uh, used a lectionary as well, with you know organised readings for the whole year, and um, and, and they celebrated. You know, they celebrated this. You know, so you, you would have uh, not only Christmas and Easter, which is the ones which are the ones that uh, everyone celebrates, but mm. as you said, you know, you've got Palm Sunday, and then there's Pentecost, and then mm. there's you know Lent and and the Advent, and, and yes. so forth, all, all of these different um, all of these different. Uh, parts of the liturgical calendar, which I think, uh, I think is, um, I think there's a lot of merit in that. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a time when we remember certain things, and uh, and and that can, that idea of adding sort of a structure to to life to our year, uh, I think that can be a great thing. I mean, 
Um, but you're right. Like I, I've, I have never been you know, like in all my times in churches, I've never really celebrated that. So, um, no, I, I'm going to put that differently. It's not that I haven't celebrated it. It's just that my celebration of it hasn't been done in accordance with the fixed yes. liturgical calendar. Yes. Um, so, uh, I guess it's part of that more liturgical, uh, more liturgical traditions. Churches yes. that are oriented towards doing things more liturgically. Yeah. Now that's a strange thing to say in one stage because we would, because in a sense, our church and all contemporary churches have a kind of a liturgy. Yeah, have their own traditions <laughs> yeah, that's and everything. Right. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but by liturgical, uh, I mean uh, perhaps liturgical with a big L, which is very much following a form that has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if not thousands in, yeah. in the case of uh, some churches. So it, it's, yeah. it's, it's been an interesting journey as, as it's becoming more popular <laughs> and I get to know, having been raised in a very... Uh, well, being raised in the independent Baptist church, yeah. very fundamentalist conservative scene, yeah. anything like that, anything that smelt of, you know, smoke yeah. and mirrors or, you know, well, uh, there yeah. definitely was smoke involved. But, you know. yeah. No, I don't think the mirrors is part of it. <laughs> Let's call it, you know, incense and, yes. uh, anything, incense and robes. Well, yeah. anything that smelt of the high church type of tradition. Yeah, yeah was really frowned upon, especially because a lot of people in that Southern Baptist, Independent Baptist, uh, you know, type of tradition came out of the Catholic Church, yeah, came yeah. out of those traditions, yeah, yeah. so they wanted nothing of it. But as I've grown as a Christian and had different friends, it's sometimes caused a little bit of conflict yeah. in talking to them yeah. about what churches should be doing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, it, it is an, it's an interesting one um, because, as I said, I think there is merit in it and I think we can pendulum swing yeah. uh, too far. Um, I, I'm not sure if... Uh, let me... Well, there's two things, and I'm going to talk from a personal point of view here. Go. The first is I went to a Catholic boarding school for five years, yeah. so we were living in there. We were living with the priests and, that you know, it was... Yeah. Um, and... Um, like I, I have to say that wasn't a positive experience uh, of, of faith for me. Um, and, and you know, towards the end of that time, I was about as hard, fast an atheist and anti-religion guy as you could find. It's, it's that, I mean, vehemently. It's that old tradition of, that old saying of you send a kid to a Catholic school or to a religious school and it's like an inoculation. They get vaccinated with just yeah, enough. Yeah, I got vaccinated, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> enough of the stuff so you'd never have to be, you know, you're never going to catch it. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, well, we got stuffed full of it, uh, really. But, um, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I guess part of that was this, you know, was this constant, uh, the, the, the constant sort of liturgical, you know, the, it was this season and that season and this season. And... and um, so I'm just talking from a personal point of yeah, view. So, yeah. so, so I've come out of a place where, where, uh, and and I, you know, I mean, the, our house father was a just he was one of those conservative Catholics that says the mass isn't a mass is if, if it's not in Latin, yes. you know. And so we we sat through Latin masses even, and and yeah. and um, uh, you know, and. And so, so I had this. I suppose I, I have this exposure to something that's all about forms, and but that can cause me to pendulum swing. I, I, I'm owning this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm a pendulum swinger, right? Yeah. And I, um, and so 
uh, I have, you know, I, I became a Christian in my late teens, um, you know, right when I was at my hardest and most vehement <laughs> sort of anti-religious yeah. uh, disposition. God turned up and said, all right, that'll do, you're coming with me. And, and you know, really, in, in it was just a complete, uh, darkness to light kind of experience and so so I like I and, and I came in and my first churches were Baptist churches and very simple and 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 I actually loved that yeah, you know yeah. because I'd had this amazing encounter with God and it was and I think I liked it because it was nothing like that, mm, yeah. <laughs> that I had before so I think I think the tradition that we belong goes back to that pendulum swing that it's nothing like that and actually uh, a little bit of you know like I think I think we can become too anti-tradition mm. and and too anti-forms and too anti-year routines and I, I agree we can be but the the thing with the uh, I mean this is an interesting topic we're, we're just getting lost on this topic but let's do that because it's interesting yeah. um, uh, the, the thing is that I think um, I, I like you kind of to go in for it. You've got to go in for the whole thing, mm. and there's a and and I think it 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 dictates the year. Like as a pastor, I, I would say, I just think it dictates the year too much. You know, like I I I would like the freedom to do what we what we feel like is good and healthy for our yes. particular congregation without being dictated to by this thing where every year we have to do the same kind of cycle. And and it's not that we don't celebrate those things. I mean. Um, I would say, I mean, we're coming up to a celebration of the resurrection, uh, you know, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And, and, but in a sense, every Sunday is a, is, should be mm. a celebration of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's mm. the centerpiece uh, of the gospel. So, um, so it's not that I, I feel like, it's not um, that I, I would say, like same with Pentecost and all of these other Palm Sunday and so forth, uh, these are really important events, and I think we should know and understand these events and connect with them. Um, but I'm, uh, I, I think the, the the liturgical year, the constancy of the liturgical year, I think causes an inflexibility that's perhaps problematic. Yeah, there's, there's that, definitely that's, that's my personal that's my that's my personal approach, and and I and I may in two years time you may talk to me, and I may I might say to you, DJ, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised <laughs> I've had a revelation. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think it, it'd be great to have someone to speak to that yes. uh, positively because yeah. it's actually really good to hear from someone for whom that means a lot yeah. to actually hear from them. And, and unfortunately, I'm not one of those people. Well, let us know. I'm uh, like died in the wall Baptist, yeah. like, uh, you know... That's it. I'm, yeah, I'm, a bit the, I, I'm a bit the same. And uh, so you're getting our perspective on it there. Not, again... I, but I do look at it and, and going from, you know, young, earnest Christian and sort of poo-pooing people who were into that, saying, how for just religion, it's just, reli you know, poo-pooing yeah, well, it. Well, that, that wouldn't, yeah, exactly, because it's not for... for no, and then, no. I've seen, then I've seen the beauty of it and the tradition of it and the gentleness yeah. of it and the power of it. And I'm like, oh, gee, we, I might be missing out on something yeah, here. Yeah. So, I, uh, look, dear listener, let us know if you want us to talk further about that or if you've got someone who you think would be interesting in. But as I said before, uh, you know, and I know that it's happened in your life as well, Matt, is that sometimes having a discussion with people on different sides of the fence, whether it's about this calendar mm. or whether it's about other parts of the faith, sometimes this comes down to conflict, you know, conflict yeah. mm. with, you know, with, with, with another person. Yeah. 
the Proverbs talks about, you know, conflicts yeah. and how to deal with conflicts so yeah. much. And especially in the last few chapters we've been in, yeah. you know, it is, there's a lot to say about conflict, yeah. dealing with conflict. Yeah, there is. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how big a theme this is in uh, in the Proverbs. And um, and it's simply because it's a big part of life, conflict. We conflict uh, with people. I mean, there's all sorts of conflicts going on in the Bible. And, uh, and, and m- most of them I wouldn't recommend. Uh, like, you know, th- there's, there's lots of, um, uh, uh, you know, the, all the battles and everything. Now, we're not yeah. talking about that kind of conflict. Not talking about that, Yeah, because yeah. that's another complex uh, subject when we come to Scripture. We're talking about a personal, interpersonal conflict. And this is something actually um, that is spoken to uh, a lot in, uh, in the Proverbs. The main idea that you get from the Proverbs is this is, is a negative thing. So, for example, Proverbs 17 verse 1 says better a, tri- a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. Yeah. Um, uh, and Proverbs seventeen fourteen says starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. So there's this sense that um, we, we should not be um, quarrelsome, you know, pugnacious or have what, whatever word you want. You know, it's like we shouldn't be um, wanting to just get into quarrels all the time or pick quarrels uh, unnecessarily, and as you, I mean, this can happen. On we, we can pick quarrels over the smallest little things, and and they and we can make them into uh, into big issues, and and perhaps the the issue that we started off, yeah. you know, it, it can be one of those issues we can quarrel about. Whereas actually, maybe we should be listening to each other and 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 hearing each other's uh, point of views. And but um, but I want to I, I want to take this maybe to to another. Um, another level actually and and talk about personal relationships and one of the things that can happen is because conflict is a neck is a bad thing i mean you know it's not a good thing that we conflict but there's an inevitability to it because we are each one of us in as much as that we are still imperfect people yeah um uh we therefore are internally conflicted and therefore it's inevitable that we're going to conflict with one another mm. so yeah, yeah we should not un- unnecessarily create conflict but we need to also recognize that conflict actually is a given and that as people it's going to be an inevitability and the key is how to work through that yeah because yeah. even yeah. there's going to be times in your life where you're doing everything right you're being faithful <laughs> to what god's called you yeah. you're doing but the person that you're working alongside with you all of a sudden does something and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have yeah, to fight yeah. about this. Yeah. I didn't want to fight about this. I was, yeah. you know, so there's those type of things. All right, well, let's take a break for a second and we'll get into this concept of conflict and those personal relationships and what the Proverbs speaks to that. We'll be back in just a second here on Thrive Deeper.
DJ Payne here with Majikobi, and we are talking Proverbs yet again on mm. this episode 45 of Thrive Deeper. Can you believe we're up to episode 45, Matt? Wow. <laughs> Have we been talking that much? <laughs> we, there's uh, plenty yeah. of talking out there. Uh, 45 episodes, and on this episode, we've decided to go down into one of the themes that's really central to the book of Proverbs, and that is personal, personal conflict. Yeah. Uh, conflict with friends, family, brothers, sisters, people of the faith, outside of the faith. How are we supposed to deal yeah. deal with it, seeing that it's going to be a given in life? Yeah, that's right. So I, I said, you know, before the break that conflict is a given. Now, what happens is that conflict, beca- they become disputes, quarrels, fights. Uh, and uh, and this is, this is the thing that can be avoided, actually. There's an inevitability about conflict, but it doesn't have to turn into a standoff. And um, what happens is, is you get this attack and defense thing in relationships, uh, whatever relationships, you know, at work or you have a disagreement. And, and it's, there's, it so quickly jumps to an attack and defense thing. And it actually doesn't need to um, because that comes down to the way that we communicate. And uh, communication really is the key here. But the first, I want to just go back and... and um, just underscore this this fact about the inevitability of conflict because um, one of the worst things we can do given that the inevitability of conflict is actually suppress conflict is so um, you know I, I this person has hurt me or offend, I'm just going to suppress this and, and I'm glad you mentioned that Matt because reading through the Proverbs again sometimes the advice that is given sounds like it's better to yeah, suppress it. That's right. And it's actually not saying that. The, the advice of the Proverbs is that we should we should um, avoid unnecessary conflict. So actually it's talking about quarrel. You know, I mean, it actually is talking about quarrels and fights. Okay. Uh, whereas I, I'm talking about conflict as a basic human state, okay. that it doesn't need to become uh, a quarrel. So... Um, uh, there's a, a proverb uh, that says, a brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like barred gates of the citadel. And this is what happens actually when we, um, when we feel hurt or, or angry or whatever. Often uh, we can go into attack defense mentality. So we either, if I'm angry with you, you know, I say something even subtly that just attacks you, you know, and, um, uh, and, the, and, little, the, the passive aggressive yeah, side yeah, of things, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that may be like you, you might respond to me with an attack back yeah. or you might do the passive aggressive thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just, I'm just going to close the gates. Yes. And this is what, you know, the fortified city picture here. And this is what you really have is that you have this, you know, imagine this picture of two people who have become like fortresses mm. because they've hurt one another and um or, or have been hurt and so they withdraw into fortresses mm-hmm. and and you get this catapulting of you know, these attacks catapulting yeah. you know over the walls yes. um and and this is you know this is a big issue it's in- interesting actually i mean i've done quite a bit of um uh you know pre-marriage uh counseling with with couples and even some uh, uh in in actually a, a, a people who have been married and but also uh, also in a role of pastor you've got family yeah, dynamics and yeah, friends yeah. and all yeah, that's sorts right. of yeah, stuff yeah. yeah so um uh and this has completely been a learning journey as well for me um uh one of the most important learning journeys actually in my life this is very close to my heart because um 
I, I have recognized that you can move forward. And actually, it's, it's, it's not even that complex to move forward. You just got to make decisions. And I mean, there are some times where you've got to bite the bullet and swallow some pride yeah. and show some grace. Yeah. And that is costly. So I'm not saying it's not costly. But no matter how conflicted the relationship that you're in right now, there, there is... Um, you know, there are possibilities for moving ahead. Now, of course, th there are some relationships, and I, and I want to really underscore this too, where it may not be possible, mm. resolution may not be possible, or where uh, it may not even be safe uh, yes. to bring resolution. But where it is... Now, now, hang on, don't just jump past that, because okay. some people might be going, <laughs> hang on, there's going to be two types of people listening right now. Those, yeah. who have, those who've got a situation in their head thinking you're talking to them and those yeah. who don't understand what you're, yeah, what you're okay. saying. Right. So what I'm talking about is cases of abuse, for example, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where there is uh, abuse. Oh, I've got to go back to the abuse. Well, no, that may not be, that not be, you need to get advice about that actually. And, um, and we, we, you know, we have a right to protect ourselves and yes. so forth. And you can forgive someone. Yeah. Be, and be truly forgive yeah. them in your heart. And, and, and it have may it. still not be safe to go back into and you that can, situation. And you can still move on. It doesn't mean you have yeah. to go back to that yeah. same wound. So, um, and really the principle, if we can sort our conflict out, then, then, and if it's safe and it's possible, then we should because relationships are the most important thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Yes. That means that relationships are the most important thing in life. Our relationship with God first, our relationship with uh, our um, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, so, and in as much as God shows grace to us in that relationship, mm. so also we need to pass grace on. So this is um, uh, this is an area where, uh, I mean, and, and I refer to a marriage situation just because the closer the relationship is, mm. the more the more likelihood there is of conflict, okay? Mm. It's very easy for me to have no conflict with you if I don't get very close to you, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but marriage relationships, because of the vulnerability in that relationship and because of the constancy of the relationship, it's much more likely to ha have conflict. So yeah. marriage relationships are often the most conflicted. Um, so one of the things that we do in pre-marriage counselling is, is to, first of all, assume conflict and then to give couples the tools to work through conflict. Now, the, the assuming conflict bit is interesting with, with young couples because um, they're, they're because they think that, no, 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 there's no, because they think that invalidates their relationship. Yeah, yeah. If there's conflict, then maybe I'm with the wrong person. Yeah, and no, they're going to stay on honeymoon. You're with another, that's right. No, you are with another imperfect person. Yeah, honeymoon forever. Yeah, it's that's perfect. right. Yeah, yeah you know, so, exactly. Uh, and especially so again you can you can correct me if I'm wrong especially those who've had conflict with parents in mm, their past yeah. I often see that a lot of them run to someone who you know they, they because they, they've experienced yeah. that in a family yeah. home or they've experienced divorce they think that anything to do with conflict in this yeah, partner yeah, that's right. is well there's never yeah, going to yeah. be any conflict we're never going to fight yeah, never going to fight that's right and yeah. it's like you're setting no, yourself up yeah. for fail well, you don't have to fight, but you do You do have to work through conflict. Yeah. And conflict has to come to the surface. And this is the thing that, you know, with pre, um, we run the Prepare and Rich course for all of our uh, young couples uh, at church who are preparing to be married. And they fill out this long questionnaire and ask all sorts of questions, you know. We encourage them, please be really honest, right? And if they're not, it could catch them out because it measures for what, what, the, what the Prepare and Rich material uh, create is called idealistic distortion mm -hmm. you know 
um, and it measures for that. And if they're high in idealistic distortion, it's like, okay, we're going to have to work a bit harder to bring out the to bring out the areas of conflict. Now that yeah. sounds to a lot of people that means oh, bring out areas of conflict. What are you talking about? If the conflict's there, the worst thing is for it to be suppressed. It'd be like an infection. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you had an infection, an infected wound, yes. and you stitched up the wound. Yeah. Or just put a Band-Aid on it. Or yeah, pretend yeah. it's not there. Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, yeah that's no, right. No, it's yeah. totally fine. And, and literally, there's some people that like, like you said, for those reasons, no, I'm stitching over it. Yeah. That is the worst thing that yeah. you, that you can do. Yeah. Um, it a- actually will destroy the rela- the relationship. It yeah. put you know it causes infection to destroy the relationship. So um, it so we, we we try to bring surface to bring to the surface uh, conflict mm-hmm. uh, that's there to give couples the tools to actually work through that. And and the key to working through that is communication. Now, mm-hmm. um, well, actually, there, there are two things: communication and grace. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, now. I'm going to emphasize the communication thing because um, I hope I hope we can take it as a given. Let's let's just you know, grace is absolutely important. You know, as we have received grace, so we need to pass on grace. Yes. Now, let's just be clear: grace means treating another person in a way that their behavior does not warrant. Okay, they have behaved into in a way that does not warrant me being. You know, it that only actually warrants me attacking back. Yes. But grace means that if you know if that's the case, then you have to return. Uh, the yeah. gentle answer actually is the um, answer. Here we go. Proverbs fifteen one. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Okay. So someone has to make the choice to have that gentle <laughs> to bring word. to bring the gentle answer now that you know that act of grace to absorb perhaps an attack or to mm. uh, is actually can be really important and returning a gentle ans- answer however in talking about grace it's really really important grace does not mean that you do not communicate how you feel back to that person for a lot of people Grace is doing what you say. I'm not even going to enter into conflict. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, or, just, or, I'm putting on the smile. I'm absorbing the hurt yet again, yeah, yeah. and everything's going to be okay. That's right. And I'm and I'm just going to take it on the chin again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. It's really yeah. important that 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 you not do that. Actually, yeah, because when you think of God's grace and what it costs God to give yeah, us yeah. grace, it's He's not putting on a fake smile. He's not asking us yeah. to pretend. <clears throat> He's actually oh, asking the opposite. Very good point. Yeah. You need to look right into my eyes and <laughs> yeah. almost have your soul burn away, and then you're going to understand how much yeah, grace. That's right. I mean, God communicates with us and and and, and wants us to know exactly where we have gone wrong. Yeah. I mean, because the, to restore the relationship, we need to know where there where there has been conflict in that relationship. So God forgives us and shows grace to us, but He also uh, wants to deal with the areas where there where we are in conflict with yeah, him yeah. now the same goes for relationships grace does not mean that you get walked over grace does not not mean that you get abused and abused and that you say nothing and just take it on the chin um what grace means is that you don't attack back what you must do is mm-hmm. communicate back yep so now um attack is where you insult the other person uh where and and that um or, or put the other person or make general statements about the other person. So attack is, um, you always put me, you always do this and you, you're never this and you, and, or you, you are this or you are that, that, that's, uh, you know, you're so this or yes. whatever, yeah. right? That's, 
that you're making statements about that about that you know that yeah. person. Communication is where you you are actually saying something about yourself, which is um, that is really hurtful. And even just like you know, uh, then you're saying something. It's like I feel really I feel really, yeah. uh, I feel really dis, um, disrespected by that, or or well, you're actually communicating how you feel. How you feel. Yeah. That is what communication is. That's such that's such an important tool, and it's and it almost. For some people, it can sound like a trick, yeah. like it's just a, a yeah, trick. Yeah. But it, but okay, think of it as a trick. But it's a real trick. It's a true <laughs> trick. Just changing the 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 argument or the conflict to, like you said, the classic one is you always or I never. Changing that to this is how I feel. I feel in my heart that you've hurt me because of this. It changes the dynamic. Just yeah. stopping and repeating back and thinking of that phrase. Can change so much. You can yeah, make the person that's right. unlock yeah. and open up and go. Hang on, I didn't know you felt like that. Yeah. I thought this was about me. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, one of the things, though, that that, that and the other complication here, is that for an act of communication to have ultimately positive results, the other person actually has to validate your feelings as yeah. well. Now, when I speak about validating feelings, because um, I spoke about this uh, at church, and and I, and I know that. Uh, some people think, hang on, val- no, feelings aren't always valid though because, you know, they're often based on lies and, and no, no, yeah, I'm not talking, like I know that. but <laughs> The Stoics in the crowd are yeah, saying, yeah, know, th- that's hang right. on. <laughs> but you have to, I put it this way, you have to face the truth about your feelings yes. before your feelings are going to face the truth. So, uh, you know, in, in that sense, a feeling is what a feeling, like you feel how you feel yeah. and just... So the worst thing, if someone communicates to you and tells you how they feel, the worst thing you can do is say, well, that's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid that you feel that. Yeah. Like you shouldn't feel like that. Yeah. Or, or, well, I didn't mean that. No, it's not about you. It's like, no, no, just listen to how they feel. Yeah. I mean, look, th- th- there may be at, at some point it, you may, perhaps you should actually clear up misunderstanding. In fact, sometimes earlier rather than later where it, there literally has been misunderstanding. But sometimes... You know, uh, it's like you say to me that that's really hurtful. And I feel like, oh, I, so I've done something wrong, right? So I go to defense. Yes. This is the other breakdown in communication. Yeah, yeah. So let's say you communicate to me yeah. really well, actually. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't, actually, even if you say, you, you, know, always, you, you know, you always put me down. Yeah. I've got to translate that. If I'm, I'm going to return. here in the studio, man, and you're always yeah. late. How come you're always late <laughs> into right. the studio? That's right. Leave me hanging here like I've got nothing better to do, Magic Obi. You make me feel like. That's right. Okay. <laughs> this so, is not based on any truth, people. That's right. No, it's not. So, so I'm, so I, uh, so for me to return a, a gentle answer means that I actually listen to how you feel in that. Yeah. You know, Okay. You feel disrespected. You feel undervalued. You feel like, okay. Even if you communicate that badly, being the one that starts the good communication means being the first to listen. Um, uh, but uh, to validate, uh, to validate, feel, for me to validate your feelings, like if I, if I just say, um, well, I didn't mean to. Like, because what's happened then is that, let's say you've communicated your feelings to me. I think, gee, I've done something wrong, right? Now, none of us like to face the fact that we've done something wrong, right? None of us want to face that. So what we do is that we say, well, I didn't mean to. Now, perhaps there are situations where you really didn't, right? Um, 
but that actually in in the moment what what the other person needs in that moment is not information about what you did or didn't mean right because that's just you defending your self in that situation so that maybe there is a place for that but that needs to come second the first thing that you need to do is to empathize and actually listen to how they're feeling and even reflect that back summarize so like just do something to show that you have actually heard their feeling and then subsequent to that then you can say look I I, I had no idea I came across like that I I, you know I, I I really didn't mean to convey that I'm really sorry but I can totally understand mm. how you, that you feel that way you're like you've just got to communication yeah, can so, actually begin so it's in that sense that we need to validate that's what I mean about validating feelings is just listen because when someone communicates feelings even badly think of it it can either become the beginning of conflict or it can actually become uh, a moment to deepen the relationship amen you know, it really can. Yeah. It's actually really golden moment. Yes. There's a doorway there that, that you can actually uh, walk through into a deeper relationship. Yeah. You know. Amen. Amen. I, I, you are, this is a, I think this is a biblical principle that is mm. so deep that we often yeah. don't see the forest for the trees. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, it's interesting. I know, I know that we're getting into, I know that there's going to be some people listening, the Stoics amongst us, yeah. who are going to be like, oh, Matt, you're getting into a bit, bit of touchy-feely you know esoteric you know humanity you know uh, you know stuff and it's i don't read uh, everything you've talked about there i didn't where's the verse for that where's the chapter of verse of that in proverbs i didn't see that but let me just let me just talk to that and you can talk to it as well matt proverbs talks talk so much about conflict listening being a good listener yeah and having great communication yeah we also see that modeled everything that you've talked about we see modeled in the life of christ yeah you know, type of thing. Take those two things into example and understand that God has given us the tools to build on these proverbs and this yeah. sage advice. Some of it might rub against us and feel like this sounds like a bit of manby pamby, yeah. you know, sort of like, you know, therapy advice. Because some of us are just have been raised to be opposed to that, especially, you know, the great Aussie male who can do it themselves and yeah. like, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. All, all the best with having relationships in that mindset. <laughs> You know, like, I'm um, honestly, if you think that way, like, how are your relationships going? <laughs> My relationships are great. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, but let's I, ask some other people. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being mean. <laughs> no, and I'm speaking about I'm speaking about someone who has a large propensity to do that. Yeah. You know, has a, my my inner compass is very much wired that way. Yeah. You know, type of thing. And the learning curve for me has to be able to go. I can see. It's almost like I see a lot of proverbs pointing the sign, head this way. Yeah. And once we walk down that way, we find other advice and other wisdom that God has yeah. given us through through yeah. all different sources. Yeah. It's that wisdom that we need to be opened up to. We can't live our life and say, well, listen, Matt, I don't read a chapter and verse about this validating their feelings business in the in the scripture. Well, hang on a minute. It does say we need to communicate and have harmonious and we need to live in relationship yeah. to each other. Let's look to the experts around this yeah. and go into that. Am yeah. I making sense Yeah, yeah, there? that's right, yeah. And, and in fact, the, you know, there is, 
Um, I mean, feelings are, are important. They are validated. I mean, the Psalms are all expressions of feelings. Yes. And the Psalms show us that actually God wants to hear how we feel, yes. right? And in a lot of cases, you know, um, like, God, why have you rejected us forever? I mean, yeah. the psalmist knows ex- exactly that God hadn't forget, yeah. but he felt that way. Yeah. And the Psalms, what the Psalms do is they validate the way that we feel mm. and they teach us to express the way that we feel to God, right? Yeah. So, uh, th- you know, th- the same thing is needed in not only in our relationship with God, but in relationship with, with oh. each other. The same kind of honesty, yeah. right? To, um, uh, to be able to communicate honestly how we feel. But, and then you go to the Proverbs and there's so much in the Proverbs about listening. Mm. Um, and, uh, and a lot of the the obstacles in relationships, things like I've said, you know, the need to justify myself, mm. you know, like the pride and the, I mean, the ability to receive correction, for example. Again, another big theme in the Proverbs, yeah, yeah. like um, being Liz- correctable. Yeah, uh, just, now, just the fact, how many times do we have the phrase, listen, my son, heed to what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. That's right. Don't ignore what your mother's yeah. been teaching. Listen, yeah, yeah. be teachable. And heed discipline, be yeah. teachable. All yeah. of these are big themes in, in the Proverbs. And every moment... Even if someone if someone's communicating to you something, and you think that here is an opportunity that I might discover something bad about myself, mm. that's a golden moment for you. It's a golden moment, right? Because that's how you grow, right? And growth is is a we should put a high value on growth. Living things grow. If you're not growing, you're not living, right? Yeah. So, um, if we want to grow, it means discovering. Our, those little chinks and those areas of dysfunctionality in our lives. Now, uh, the best way to discover the things that are wrong with you is in really close relationships. And a lot of people withdraw from really close, close relationships because they think, oh, it's bringing out, it's bringing out all this bad stuff in me. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it's meant to do. That relationship is working really well because yeah. it's bringing all, out all that bad stuff. The question is, what are you going to do about all that bad stuff? Yeah. Because being teachable in, in, uh, in, in line, as the Proverbs say, means that when there's the opportunity of discovering something that might be wrong with you, mm. that you grasp that opportunity. Yeah. And you say to the other person, tell, tell me more. So, so I'm yeah. coming across like this. Yeah. So like really, like you've got to mind that. Okay. Yeah. Now, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, that's right. You've got to mind that. You've and this is this is not natural. Yeah. Believe me, I know this is not natural. Like I'm I'm a I'm a proud person. I like yeah. to be in the right. Yeah. And you know, I can be a big one for defending myself and saying, "Well, I didn't mean that." Yeah. You know, and 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 there's so many times, and my apologies to all those people <laughs> that I've said this to. You know, it's like you know, well, well, I'm sorry if I made you fit. Yes. It, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, I there've been way too the, many apologies in the, my life the to be delivered like that. The non-apology apology, apology, yeah. and I apologise <laughs> <laughs> for, for for the times because, because actually it's never made anything better. No. and and so th- these th- these moments all become obs- all become obstacles actually to to my growth. As I think back, I think in that situation, rather than defending myself, rather than um, saying, well, I didn't mean to do that, and, and then just trying to get rid of the conflict by saying, well, I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, As I look back now, I think, oh, man, um, I actually see in retrospect that there was something wrong, actually. Yeah. And, and I only really dealt with that maybe like a long time afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And I could have grown. That, that was a time where I really could have grown in that moment, discovered something about myself. Yeah. So you've got, to, you've got to grab those moments and they are... There are moments that are healthier for you. Like, let's say you and I have a dispute, right? And it turns out, it turns out that uh, that I, I'm I'm right. 
Mm. And you're wrong, right? Mm. We have an argument. I'm right, you're wrong. Great. It's never, never, never happened in real life, no. by the way. But, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so if I'm right, I get nothing out of that. Yes. Yeah. Great. I'm you, right. You yay. Win. Yay. You win. Yay you for win. me, right? Yeah. yeah. So you win, what, I lose. Yeah. And, and actually, it doesn't even make... In fact, in fact, we all lose because yeah. it doesn't make the relationship any better. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. If I discover that I'm wrong, yeah. then I can gain something. Because actually I can grow. Yeah. Um, and yet we still find within ourselves this propensity to avoid at all costs, <laughs> yeah. you know, self-justify, defend. No, uh, we need to let down the defences. Uh, it's good for us. It's good for our relationships. And, and learn how to communicate uh, actually. And even if the other person isn't communicating well, we need to do whatever we can to communicate. Now it takes two to make a relationship work. And I understand that you might be in a relationship where uh, you know, where you're giving it your best go, the other person is. I would suggest, in fact, in those relationships that you go and get some relationship counselling. Yes. Um, that can be a way of actually someone else needs to then help, uh, yeah, help or, or, you know, you can read, you know, read some books about this uh, or, or, or whatever. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, communication and grace is the key here. And uh, you, you are going to have to... Um, uh, you know, you're going to have to show a lot of grace. You're going to have to do that because that's the life that you signed up to. Mm. But that doesn't mean that you get walked over. No. Um, if it's, you know, without communication, you're just retreating into your fortress. So yeah. it's really important that we learn to do this. It's it's a hard one. It's funny, Matt, you reminded me in that last illustration there of how many times, uh, you know, I've spoken to young guys getting married, yeah. especially guys who are getting married later, you know, Guys who are getting mar married later in life, and happens more and more these days, of course, yeah. in our culture. And I always say the same thing to the guys. I say, be prepared to lose. And, yeah. and gracefully, willingly lose the fight. Yeah. Just lose the fight. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, you'll know. These words, my head will be like a cartoon character was swimming around you yeah. at one point. When you're having a fight, and it could be about the most mundane thing, where to put the spoons in the drawer, yeah. or which way the soap sits in the chair, yeah, yeah. whatever those little things that you have. And, you, and some people are really particular about certain things. You're going to have a fight, and you're going to be right. Yeah. Lose the fight. Just lose it, because... You're not winning the fight is the worst thing for yeah, that relationship. That's right. yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you then you might win, but the relationship loses and then loses, and then on ultimately yeah. you lose. Yeah, because you're right, making yeah. the person the, yeah. the best thing that can happen in your scenario is that you you're the winner. Yeah, and you turn your wife or your friend or whatever the situation is, you turn them into the loser. Yeah, yeah and that's and right. and that is not going to do anything for the relationship. Yeah, it's so hard to learn. Yeah, it's that's so right. hard to learn. Yeah. Well, this I I, I want to really encourage everyone who's listening that uh, you know we're called to be peacemakers and peace happens on the other side of healthy conflict like going through like we have to resolve issues peace is not just the absence of conflict peace is the presence of harmony yes and and in, har in the in the face of a conflict yeah that, well it's it's the it's the resolution of conflict yes, actually yes and and what you get to on the other side of resolving conflict is actually something much more beautiful than if conflict had never happened, actually, because you you have communicated through something, and and um, and we make that kind of peace, and it, we have to work for it, right? It's going to cost us something. We're going to have to take it on the chin. We're going to have to absorb some hurt. We're going to have to communicate through. We're going to have to come out of our fortress, and uh, and and that's going to 
you know, that's what it means to be peacemakers. And we're called to be people, we're called to be messengers of grace and peacemakers. So like before you go off and save the world, uh, start, start, Start applying this <clears throat> at home and and I you know because that's that's where it's going to be the ha- hardest to apply this but if you can apply this there I I don't think I've grown uh in any part of my life more than I have in my relationships at home and that this is my relationships with my wife and my kids like yeah. in in learning to be a good husband and a good father which has been such a process uh, and is still very much going yeah but like this is where most of the growth happens yep. Amen. Uh, for me. So Amen. I just really encourage our listeners to engage with that, mm. uh, learn to communicate, learn to show grace and, uh, and embrace moments of conflict as potential opportunities for growth. Conflict. We live with it. Usually every day, I bet you right now you can think of at least one person. It might be that work colleague. It might be someone in your family that you're dealing with conflict. Well, our prayer for you today is that you would pray and ask for that grace, that wisdom that comes from the book of Proverbs, that that you know that light that only comes from Father to help you deal with that conflict. Uh, it's hard. It's something, I mean, as Matt and I were having that conversation time and time again, I was getting convicted right there. So uh, it's a it's an interesting conversation. Please, we would love to be part of that conversation with you. Get in touch with us through the website, thrivetoday.net.au. You can send us an email directly through the website and let us know what your thoughts are about conflict. Is there anything you disagree with what Matt and I are saying? Are you having conflict with us right now? <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Now, listen, I've got a bonus part of the podcast today. Keep on listening. And after Benita, the lovely voiceover lady, gives you all the details about how to find us and everything, keep on listening because there's a little bonus bit at the end of the podcast that I think you might be interested in listening to. Well, until next week, we will see you back here for Thrive Deeper. On behalf of Matt Jacoby, Stu, and all of us involved, thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au Until next time, Thrive. Now, I've got one more question that might end up in the podcast or at the end of the podcast or whatever, right? This is a bonus bit. Did you watch Christians Like Us? No. All right, the SBS program. Okay, last year there was an SBS program. Have you heard about the show? Yes. Last year they did a show, a two-part series called uh, Muslims Like Us. Okay. Where they got 10 different Muslims of really like one end of the spectrum to the other, put them in a house together for a week and recorded the conversations. This 
they've just done a season they recorded in November where they got 10 very different Christians and put them in a house together and have, you know, put it out. Now, it is available around the world, wherever you are, uh, via, via SBS uh, On Demand app. I'll yeah. put the link in the show notes for this yeah. one. Uh, by the time this episode goes out, both parts will be out there on the app. Um, it's only a two-part series. Now, my question in regarding that, yeah. Matt, is some of the, some of the um, you know, the 10 uh, Christians that they have on the podcast – a handful of them, I would say, are evangelical Bible-believing people, yep. right? Practicing, uh, you know, pastor and evangelist, yep. you know, people like that. Uh, Anglican, uh, Pentecostal, Baptist, that type of thing. We also have uh, a Mormon, you know, a Latter-day Saint in there. We have uh, a gay, non-practicing Christian, as in gay, non-practicing, going to church or anything like that, former Baptist. Yeah. We have a, a lady who performs abortions, who's part of the Uniting Church. We have a female uh, priest. We have a Catholic. We have people who've been abused by, you know, by priests and pastors. It's like a divergent mix of people, right? Like from one end of the spectrum to yeah. the other. And straight away, conflict arises amongst it. And the producers of the show are really pushing for Christianity in crisis in Australia. You know, let's have a look at these crazy Christians and the fight that they've got on about all these different things. Females, gay, marriage, all the things that culture That's called stirring up conflict. Stirring up conflict. (laughs) But I'm, I'm really amazed at there's a couple of voices in that group that are wanting to be the peacemakers and saying... We need to find a way, and I, and I want you to speak to this just for a second, Matt. I know you haven't seen the show, but amongst, and we started at this beginning of the conversation yeah. of the podcast, amongst believers sometimes, there's going to be a conflict that there isn't a resolution for. As in, yeah. you you believe that yeah. this is doctrinal truth, pick your favorite hobby horse doctrine. And I believe that's not so. And we both can argue from scripture. We are both yeah. convicted. We are both convinced. How do you resolve that conflict? <clears throat> yeah, that's a different kind of conflict. Say to a marriage, you know, to a marriage conflict. Yes. I mean, these are these are conflicts about deep, uh, you know, our deepest beliefs. I mean, this is why we would say that if uh, if you're a Christian, you're looking to find a partner, you need to find a, a Christian partner yeah. because you're, you know, and and someone you know, preferably someone who you can walk with because actually you being able to walk together spiritually is the most important thing because it's true. Um, there are some differences of beliefs that are just not ever going to resolve. Mm. Uh, so this is different to, you know, a personal, like that kind of personal yes. dynamic of, of marriage. This is a, um, a completely different kind of um, set of beliefs. And there may be a lot of those beliefs in common, but there's enough, a deep enough difference that um, that w- will just mean that you know what it's actually you need to get on what you need to do and you need to get on what you need to do. Um, I think this is actually one of the beauty of there being different denominations. A lot of people are very negative about that, and and that might come up with this show. Oh, there's all these different denominations that are all fighting. No, no, we're not fighting. We we have different denominations so that you know so that we can do do the things that we believe. You know, it's like. Uh, so we believe that we need to do without there being conflict. So it's actually the diversity of the Christian movement, the Protestant Christian movement, and this is a, a criticism from the Catholic side, is that, oh, you're all these different churches, you're all divided, and, and well, 
no, uh, that we just allow for diversity mm. because um, we don't have this centrally controlling body that tells us all what to do and what to believe. Uh, we get to read the Bible for ourselves. There's, it's actually diversity, the diversity in the Protestant movement is the consequence of freedom of conscience. Mm. And that's what you get when you get, like either you control it centrally and you tell everyone what to believe and all the churches do things exactly the same um, or you give different bodies and different churches the freedom to do things according to their conscience and their reading of the Bible. I'm a Protestant because I believe in f- that we need that kind of freedom. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the, you know, the, the cost of that is that kind of diversity. Even to people do, it's, it means letting people do things that I disagree with, right? Yeah. Because I can't force people to agree with me and neither should I try. Yeah. And I think a lot of the bad kind of quarrels that happen between Christians happen when I try to change you and you try to change me. Mm-hmm. It's like, do we need to do that? I mean, um, let's just recognize that there are difference, differences. And yes, we uh, and try to connect in areas that we agree on yeah. rather than those that we disagree on. Yeah. I, I still think it's good to try to connect, mm-hmm. but we have to be conscious that there are disagreements and try to connect on the areas that we agree on. And I, and I think we both parties have to go into it saying, we might not come to essential agreement about this yeah. particular issue or doctrinal issues, yeah. but we both agree that we can disagree while loving one another. Yeah, that's right. And loving one another does not does not mean sanctioning or approving everything that you no. believe in, but I love you first. Yeah. And I think that's the model that Jesus yeah, that's had. that's right. Absolutely. But yeah. it's hard if both parties are not ready to come to that. We're sort yeah. of... I mean, these artificial situations that are set up. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the media is looking for a fight. You know, I mean, that's how you get ratings. Yes. You know? so, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's an artificial scenario and, and I... I personally doubt that much good is going to come well from it, my... i'm hoping i'm hoping for the opposite i hope there's a lot of good discussion comes out of that okay all right that's the end of your little uh, bonus bit of here at the end of the podcast we'll see you next week last one do you need to jet you're getting uh, yeah, phone calls I've like got... crazy i'll record the end bits they're, they're saying that they've run out of water at home, so... see ya <laughs>